Ryan and Nick tonight. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on the Odyssey app. The last night of the NBA's pre-All-Star festivities. And then we'll have the All-Star weekend, Ryan. And then post-All-Star NBA continues. We got Caitlin Clark trying to chase history. Why would I even say trying? Let's be honest. It's If there is one guarantee tonight out of anything, we say this a lot, right? There are no locks in sports. There are no locks in sports betting. There is one lock tonight that Caitlin Clark, barring any injury, we don't want that, will score more than eight points tonight for Iowa and be the all-time leading scorer in women's college basketball history. Yeah, it's too bad we're not getting like an odds boost on that tonight, right? Like just yeah, even money, yes. Caitlin Clark, just to break the record. I would take like a free $100, $200. Uh, the game's on Peacock. Mm-hmm. I actually have that on the bottom screen. Pretty jacked for that tonight. Uh, I got one college basketball bet. Nick, I don't know about you. Usually like, unless I like a really ugly dog, which I just couldn't do it with Portland tonight, man. Um, and I actually kind of like Milwaukee too. I, I, I try to stay away from the NBA tonight, right before the All-Star game. I just, yep. I don't I know do. who's motivated because you know what I mean? It's like the show before mm-hmm. vacation, except for we're actually both off tomorrow and I'm still ready to drop the hammer and bring it tonight. Yes, but, you uh, are. Yes, you are. But I got to be See, we don't, we, Ryan, you and I never mail it in before any vacations. We don't mail it in, period. You know that. No, no, never. But I do take it a little easy in the NBA. I got one college one NBA, and I'm really excited to see that game. Uh, as Scott puts in the chat right here, Iowa, a big favorite tonight, 18 and a half. I should uh, text my guy and see what he likes tonight in that game. I didn't get any uh, messages today, so no play in that one. But like I said, I wish we could bet some props because I have a feeling she's going to have a big, big game as the total is 154 and a half. I bet you she goes off. If, if I set the uh, number at 36 and a half, would you bet the under tonight? I think I would take the under, but, like, I would be nervous, too. It just has this feeling of, like, get out there, get it done early, and then just keep rolling the rest of the way. But once you get past that milestone, then it's kind of business as usual. You know, we see this all the time where everybody does the big celebration. It's a huge deal. It's like when LeBron passed Kareem, and there's all of this fanfare, and Kareem's out there, and then it's back to playing a basketball game again. And then he kind of cooled off, if you remember. So I'm curious to see if the adrenaline has anything to do with it. You know, you get out there, maybe miss some shots early. Is she forcing anything? All I know is this. It is an absolute lock that this is happening tonight. And that's the only lock that I think we've ever talked about on this show and probably the only lock that we will ever talk about again. That and uh, also Victor Webanyama going number one overall. The unfortunate thing, though, was uh, we didn't have the... We didn't, we didn't have the bags of money to bet that, to make any sort of profit. But, yeah, that, that was the only other lock, I would say, in show history. Yeah, so that's that's about every – every well, we've had you know a couple here now, and then I think it's going to take a few years before we get anything again. All right, you mentioned uh, you got a couple that you actually have that you do want to – is there any actually that you're good enough with giving out tonight because it's a light slate with a lot of things? I'm with you on the NBA. I'll tell you this right now. I thought for a little bit about fading the Bucks at that big number, and then I said, no way, the Grizzlies are terrible. And then I thought, well, Bucks because the Grizzlies are terrible. And then I said, but what if Giannis only plays three quarters? What if they're up big and then there's a backdoor cover? And then that's the type of logic that went through my head leading up to the last night before we actually get to the all-star break. And I said, you know what, man? I went one and three last night. It wasn't a great night for me. I'm just going to do this. I'll admit it. I decided on nothing. Now, I did talk to you before the show. We got a couple of all-star bets that we uh, we do like, especially when it comes to all-star game MVP. But as for tonight, I'm putting two middle fingers to the entire schedule 
And then I'm going to do this. Technically, I can put the middle fingers up on the cameras here on Twitch and YouTube. It doesn't really matter. Scott, would I get in yeah. trouble? Put it in the chat. Can I do that? Am I going to get yelled at? No, I can't do that. Okay. They got to blur it anyway. out. Yeah. That's what I'm doing, Ryan. Yeah. I, they, you know, like, like, no, Eli did it on ESPN. It's fine. Don't do it. Fine, Scott. I won't. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm with yeah. you, man. It's, it's that, that feeling right before any sort of break vacation. And now remember, the NBA has an extended all-star break. So players... Even after the All-Star game, they don't get back and start. The schedule doesn't start back up until next Thursday. So next week can be real quiet, too. Yeah. Well, the Chicago return, which also shout out to uh, Chicago, the uh, greatest city on the planet. Caitlin Clark, <laughs> 35 and a half is her point total tonight. And uh, I actually found it. So we will be playing the over on Caitlin Clark. We'll be watching that game on Peacock. Again, the total in the game. Thanks to Scott, 154 and a half. I got one in the NBA that I kind of like, right? I said, I don't know who's motivated mm. tonight. That's why I'm staying away from the Bucks. If I was going to bet a favorite tonight, I would go Bucks, uh, but they're 11 and a half point favorites. And I just, I don't want to touch that number right before the break. And then I'd probably bet yep. the Blazers. I actually, I'm not going to lie. This is what I love about BetMGM and uh, not my bookie, right? Is if I send over a text message and I'm like, Blazers, eight and a half, right? I can't be like, yo, Joe, uh, by the way, just kidding. I have to take that number or I have to double up, pay the VIG and go against it. I cashed out though earlier because I was like, I don't want to bet the Blazers, man. So I did bet one in college and then I bet uh, Jaron Jackson. I found his PRA tonight, 30 and a half. It's pretty juicy, minus 125 right now. But he's at at least 31. I went back and looked points, assists, and rebounds in five of his last six games. Obviously like a tougher matchup going against the Bucks, who are playing better defense since Doc's taken over. But I still like this, man. I don't know. How many minutes is Giannis going to play tonight? Like, how many minutes are their bigs going to play? And Jaron Jackson has been motivated because the Grizzlies don't really have anybody else. He's always playing for more money. And, uh, you know, that team's going to look probably a little bit different next year, even when Ja does come back. College hoops. um, This one I might be off on, man, but I just continue to, to bet against Memphis, right? Like, after January, they lost four straight. Then they won three straight. But they just really haven't looked impressive. And I like this North Texas team. And I think there's a reason why they're favored tonight. Uh, Open is like a pick. They're at one and a half right now. One and a half point favorites. North Texas shoots a ton of threes. And Memphis, they give up like the most three-point attempts in the country. And opponents shoot 34% against them. They got three guys that are shooting at least 35 to 40% from three. So I'm going to play North Texas uh, pretty big, actually. And then I'm going to play Jaron Jackson really small in the NBA. And that's it for tonight. Yeah, I, I think it's best. Listen, right? We try to, we don't just bet anything. You want to bet stuff and be smart about it. And there yeah. are times where you just got to say the human element comes in, right? Sometimes there's narrative bets. Sometimes there's the hum, human element that makes you stay away from a bet. And tonight in the NBA is just that. But the good thing is uh, yeah. we're going to have that second half of the season where things are going to matter a lot more to these guys, a lot more to teams, right? Because it's not really a second half. It's not 41 games. So we're, we're much past that at this point. I mean, we're well over 50 games played by these teams. So you're going to get to the point where playoff positioning matters more. The playoff picture matters more. And it's yeah. going to feel maybe not the way the play-in tournament games felt, which we loved, right? Like you watched it and went, oh, these guys actually do care at least to a point. There's, there's going to be that competitive nature that's out there again. I will say this. I am going to give you two targets for players in the second half in the props market that I think you should really keep an eye on. And you're going to laugh, Ryan. Because it's a team that we say to never bet on. But I was on DC Sports Radio again today uh, with my friends Grant and Danny. And uh, they wanted to know a lot about Denny Avdia. Denny Avdia over his last five games. And this is five games. The number's even better over his last four. Dude put up 43-15 and 15 last night for the Wizards. Okay? He is going to be 
given the green light this the rest of the season. They want all their young guys to just get shots and minutes and see where things are going to go. Denny Avdia is averaging 24 and 11 over his last five. And Marvin Bagley is a double-double machine for the Wizards, now getting even more minutes with Daniel Gafford out. So those are two players to just keep an eye on. Look at the numbers. Look where they are. See if how long. I mean, listen, the books are starting to catch up with that a little bit, but it's only a few games for Denny Avdia. Look at that in the second half as two role players, which are some of the best to target in the props market because not as many people are betting them. They're not paying attention to what their numbers are. Denny Avdia is going to get the green light for this team the rest of the way. Look at his numbers game by game, but he's somebody, along with Marvin Bagley, two Wizards, no one's paying attention to that nine-win team. It's a great yeah. opportunity there in the second half of the season. Yeah, I like that look, man. You know, guys that are going to be chucking, the, guys that are going to have the volume for bad teams the second half of the season, and that you know are going to be out there, that – you know, want to be around, want to get that second contract. Also, dude, um, probably should update the people. Jaron Jackson, now I only have one bet. <laughs> He's out tonight. Like, along with the rest <laughs> of listen, Dude, listen to this. Desmond Bain, out. Uh, Brandon Clark, out, yep. obviously. Jaron Jackson, out. Luke Kennard, out. Um, Scotty Pippen Jr. somehow is out. Derrick Rose, out. Marcus Smart, out. You know, the Grizzlies, yep. you got Goodwin, Zion Williams, Man, Gigi Jackson is starting at the four tonight. Yeah, so uh, oh, turns out I only have North Texas tonight, and uh, that's it in college hoops. But uh, hey, I got Jalen Brown in the dunk contest. If anybody wants to get weird, five to one. That explains why the total just moved, and the Bucks are thirteen and a half point favorites now. Moved from eleven to thirteen and a half not too long ago. So there you go. Another reason why you just you just stay yeah. away. Stay away from the NBA right before the All-Star break. As Scott put in the chat here, one, two, three, Indianapolis. It's not one, two, three, Cancun, but it's pretty, pretty damn close. Uh, Adam Schefter reported today, Ryan, that uh, Geno Smith's going to get his, they're going to pick up his, uh, so he's going to get the $12.7 million in his contract that's set to be like fully guaranteed, right? He's going to be on the roster at least to that point. I feel like to me when this came out, it wasn't a surprise because I don't know, like, Seattle may not, they're not. Like, Seattle's not looking at Geno Smith as a long-term option at quarterback. But I don't think that they were, like, did anybody expect them to go in this season with, maybe they draft somebody, but did anybody yeah. expect them to go into the season without Geno on the roster? He was at least still a good, capable starting quarterback right now, and he's an absolute bargain at that price for what he did last year. And if you look at what Seattle's always done historically, you know, they've always kind of had that like backup option, right? Like mm. they gave Matt Flynn quite a bit of money for Matt Flynn after one good game yeah. backing up Aaron Rodgers. And then they ended up game, drafting though. Russell Wilson, starting Russell Wilson, playing him a lot in the preseason and being like, you know what? We're going to go with him. Even though we paid this guy, we're just going to go with Russell Wilson. And even with like the Drew Locke, Geno Smith situation, we all kind of thought that Drew Locke was actually going to be the starter and uh, some people were shocked when Gino won the job. So I think now you're in the perfect situation where, you know, he's a great bargain because either he's the starter for your team and he could be that bridge guy or who knows, man, even a guy where if the defense stays healthy this year, like I love the picks from last year. I love Devin Witherspoon and I like the weapons. They just have to stay healthy. New coaching staff coming in. Maybe that's the difference right there. A coaching staff, I think that could just step in and, you know, they could be ready to win right now. Um, and then let's say, though, maybe, just maybe, the right offer's there, and you could get Jaden Daniels. Or maybe, like, J.J. McCarthy's their guy. He wouldn't be no. my guy. Then you could draft your guy, you know, go into the preseason. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of teams 
that would kill for Geno Smith by week four, by week five, or even by yeah. the end of the pre. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you, you know, you think like Atlanta's not making a phone call if they have to roll into a season with Desmond Ritter once again. So I think what they did was really smart here because you don't want to be in a crappy situation where you're going in there with you don't end up getting your guy. You know, you don't, you end up with like Bo Nix starting as a rookie or you have to go with, mm-hmm. I don't know, one, one of your backups. So I, I think it was a great move by Seattle and I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned the trade. The, the, there's an opportunity there if you do want to move him. He's a bargain for another team. He's a bargain for that team. But, you know, he's right now, the $31 million cap hit for next season is going to be 12th among quarterbacks. So that's not even... I mean, that's an absolute steal for them. And listen, he played well, right? I mean, I don't think anybody expected him to do what he did his first year as the starter in no. Seattle. Last year, there was some regression, but there was still, he was very capable. He was somebody that deserved to keep that starting job throughout the entire season. And right now, if you're Seattle, you've got a lot of young talent, especially on that defense. But you're going to give yourself some level of stability at quarterback, at least for the time being. And that's a really... Like, again, everybody's goal, I know, is they want to find the next Patrick Mahomes. Everybody wants that guy. There's one Tom Brady. There's one Patrick Mahomes. There's a reason why you don't find these guys very much. And when organizations do, they'll pay whatever they have to to keep them locked up forever. You don't find a lot of these quarterbacks. But to at least have stability at the position. It's why I think Kirk Cousins, we talked about this yesterday, one of the most valuable players on the market this offseason. And I think Minnesota would be stupid not to re-sign him to a short-term deal. Atlanta's going to probably want to go after him too, but to at least give yourself stability until you find somebody that maybe if you're lucky becomes that franchise guy. But again, we talk about this process year after year with teams. How often does it really happen to teams? Like there's a few that have gotten lucky that the Bengals spent how many years before they got Joe Burrow, right? Like just go down the list. Think of where the chiefs were. Alex Smith was that guy before Patrick Mahomes. So you're, you're in a really good spot. Seattle's a well-run organization. Uh, they're in a little bit of a transition, too, obviously, with a rookie head coach. So having that stability makes a ton of sense. And Seattle's in a position, if they draft well again, I mean, this team could be a real threat in the NFC West again next year. Yeah, and that's the other thing, man. Like, you look at the rest of the division, and I expect the Rams to be better. I mean, that offense was the number two offense only behind San Francisco. With San Francisco, yeah. they've been healthy the last couple of years. They've had some injuries, but for these playoff runs, they've been healthy, other than Brock Purdy in the NFC Championship yeah. game. That's hard to do. And it's hard to just get back, you know, to the NFC Championship game three straight years. We feel good about the Rams, but for Seattle, they have a team. They have DK. They have that run game. And, you know, like, who knows, though? Maybe they'll find a way to end up with Jaden Daniels and then Geno's elsewhere. But there's definitely going to be a spot for Geno Smith. I mean, look at the guys that we saw last year. Tommy DeVito, Josh Dobbs. No offense to those guys. They had a couple nice weeks. But I'll take Geno Smith over both of those guys right now. And Daniel Jones, to be honest with you, too. And you got to think, I mean, you talk about some of these quarterbacks that were out there. I mean, we had a monster number of backup quarterbacks and third stringers and just a bunch of randoms out there. So more value than ever to a backup quarterback. TNT's Tarek El-Bashir takes us around some hockey futures next. Bet MGM tonight.